Good morning and welcome to a daily dose of Halacha Jewish Law. We're in the midst of the laws of mezuzah. This is part two. To fulfill the mitzvah properly, one should put a mezuzah on almost every door of their house, not just the front door. And while most doors will be pretty black and white, there will be all sorts of unusual circumstances with sliding doors and archways, so on and so forth. It is a good idea to have a rabbi to call to go through all of those scenarios. As a general rule, a doorway will not require a mezuzah unless there are two door posts and then a lintel above them. People frequently asked about gates in the backyard. If there is not a crossbar on top of that gate, you would not be obligated in a mezuzah. Now, there are times when you physically cannot fit a mezuzah there without the door closing properly. In such instances, if it is possible to make a groove within the doorpost, that would be best. If that's not possible, one can put the mezuzah in that case on the inner or the outer side of the doorpost as long as it stays within a few inches from the opening of the doorway. Any area of the house that is not designated for permanent dwelling does not need the mezuzah. A great example would be the sukkah that we build on sukkahs, or a tent that you put up, or a pop-up thing that a business does. In all these instances, no mezuzah is required. At work, one should also put up a mezuzah, though without a blessing. Now, if you are working for a non-Jew, if you are renting the space from him again, You can put up that mezuzah, but without saying a bracha. What about very small rooms in a house? The halacha is once a room is 4 by 4 amot, which is about 36 square feet. At that time, it becomes obligated in a mezuzah. If you hit that 36 square feet, but one side is not 6 feet, i.e. it's very narrow and then long on the other side, you should have a mezuzah, but without a bracha, a big walk-in closet might be an example of that. Bathrooms, of course, do not have a mezuzah. If there is a laundry room that is only used for dirty laundry, no other storage purposes, and kind of smelly in there, that is where you would not put a mezuzah. But many modern-day laundry rooms are kept clean and used for a variety of functions. Those would have a mezuzah on them. If you purchase a home, you should affix the mezuzahs right away with a blessing. If you are renting a home, You have 30 days until that home becomes obligated for a mezuzah, unless you're renting a home in Israel, in which case it becomes obligated even as a renter right away. If one moves out of their home, if you know that a Jew will be moving into your home, you should leave the mezuzahs. If a non-Jew is coming in, you can take them with you. Over time, it is not uncommon for mezuzahs, To get worn, letters can fade, especially those that are exposed to the um, elements. The Rebbe, as mentioned yesterday, would often encourage people when they're going through challenges to check their mezuzahs. The Shulchan Aruch says it is advised to check it twice every seven years. If it is a community building like a synagogue, it does not have to be done as frequently. The Shulchan Aruch finishes off that every person should be very careful in his or her observance of this mitzvah. First off, it's a mitzvah that is incumbent upon us the entire day, morning and evening. The next words are very moving. Allow me to quote them. Every time a Jew enters or leaves the house, they're faced with the name of Hashem, with the proclamation of the unity of Hashem. 
You remind yourself of your love for God and you awaken from your slumber from being engrossed in the follies of the world. And you realize that there's nothing permanent or eternal except for the rock of the universe. And thus a person returns to the path of justice. So what these words are telling us is something profound. Having a mezuzah is only part one. And certainly just having it provides a spiritual blessing to the home. You fulfill the mitzvah. But there's something much more here as well. The mezuzah should have a conscious impact on your neshama. It's supposed to be a catalyst for meditation each and every time you leave or you enter your house. Think of those words. There's nothing permanent or eternal other than the rock of the universe. Here's perhaps one way of understanding those words. The mezuzah is the last one that says goodbye to us when we leave our home. When we're about to go to the street, we're about to encounter people, perhaps at work, perhaps in relationships that are challenging. Life outside can get stressful and overwhelming and we can get down when we see the craziness of the world. And that is why, before you leave the house, you remember these words, there is nothing eternal other than Hashem. Don't get too flustered. Don't sell your soul through the course of the day. Remember, these things are just passing. And then the same thing is true when we come back home. (laughs) Sometimes we come back into the house and we're not in the best of moods. So before we meet our spouse or our parents or our children, the first hello is the mezuzah. And the mezuzah tells us, take a deep breath and realign ourselves with the things that matter the most and don't allow a superficial mood to define the experience of the house. From this door and on, this is Hashem's home. This is a holy place. You can decide what goes in and what stays out. This home, place of mitzvahs, a mikdash ma'at, a little mini sanctuary. And that, of course, is the reason why so many have the tradition of either kissing or at least touching the mezuzah on the way in or on the way out to remind themselves of these important truths and have that moment of meditation. <laughs>